Hey, Bill. Um, I just had a question on the final play of the game. As, as Tom Brady released the ball, he was falling to his left. And I'm wondering, in your estimation, how much did that impact the throw? How It seems as if he's been doing it quite often lately. And do you know why he's been doing that? Uh, yeah, I think you'd have to ask him about that specific play. Well, you have better access to him, and I'm figuring at some point you would discuss it with him. Do you have any input on it? Any input? Yeah, why is he falling to his left when he's releasing the ball, and it is, is it impacting his accuracy? I mean, if I can see it, I'm sure you can. Well, Tommy, look, it's, uh, you know, players just came in. I, I haven't had a chance to go talk to every single player about every single play that happened in the game. So, um, I All right. I do. Uh, next question, Mike Pachaglia, followed by Phil Perry. Thanks, Stacey. Uh, afternoon, Bill. I wanted to ask you about red zone situational uh, football late in the game versus uh, or late in the half versus at any other time in the game. Wondering about the um, different type of intangibles, uh, how you have to coach the situation differently, play calling, substitutions, timeouts, or lack thereof, um, and how you go about that. Um. I know it's a general question. Yeah, I, I know it's a general question. I'm just curious to get a feel from you how red zone situational football changes within, you know, when the clock is winding down like it was yesterday late in the game, if it does at all. Um, but yeah, sure it does. I mean, look, obviously we're trying to trying to get the ball into the end zone and depending on how many, you know, what the situation is, which it changed a little bit down there on us. Um, you have to react to those changes and then the time and the down and so forth um, to look at your options and, you know, try to do what's best there and um, clock stop. You know, sometimes you have more options because you could, possibly change a play if you could determine what, what your opponents are in or not in. Um, if box running, then you certainly have, have less options on that. But, yeah, in the end, you want to try to score, gain yards, and conserve time. So, uh, you know, however those, however you can do those things, that's, that's How how would you say you you guys have handled those situations this season overall? Probably like every year, some some better than others. You know, again, sometimes it's what the defense you know you have to take what the defense gives you or what they happen to have called on that particular play. You don't control that. You can only control what you call. And sometimes those match up well. Sometimes they don't. So, I'd say each, each situation kind of is really its own, its own entity, and has its own individual characteristics. Thank you, Bill.
You're welcome. Our next question, Phil Perry, followed by Ross Masco, the Herald. Go ahead, Phil. Hey, Bill, we saw from the Steelers defense, um, it felt like a fair amount of movement from their secondary, uh, either right before the snap or, or sometimes as the ball was being snapped. I'm wondering um, what role, if any, the way they disguised things, complicated things for you guys offensively? Well, I think that's pretty much what they always do. They do a good job of that. They, um, you know, try to show one thing and do something else or sometimes show it and, and do it so you don't know, can't count on getting out of it. Um, so they, they, you know, they have a multiple defense, um, defensive concepts, and you know, that's that's one of the one of the things they try to do. I think it's pretty much always there when you play the Steelers. Uh, next question. Um, it's Ross. Oops, hang on one second. Next question, Ross Masco with the Boston Herald. Uh, hi, Bill. I'm wondering on, on a day like yesterday, there's uh, a lot of penalties that get uh, called on, on your team. If you feel it's kind of contagious, whereas they all kind of snowball into each other. Uh, no. You don't think that that the, the false start kind of after a couple of them, guys might get a little, you know, start thinking about it? No, I don't think so. I think they try to focus on that play and execute it the best they can, regardless of what did or didn't happen in some other play or game or year or whatever else. Try to focus on that play. I think that's what they try to do. Uh, next question, Mike Reese. Um, just um, still on the penalties, I was curious, what's the coaching point on the um, Ryan Allen false start, the holder there on the um, on the field goal attempt? I didn't know if there was any discussion as to what, like what 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 they called or what he did that led to that call. Yeah, not really sure on that one, uh, Mike, because it it looked like the. Um, the headlinesman was coming in from the side, and he was calling something, and then they kind of got together. And I know what they listed in the uh, okay. play-by-play, and with it, and then the umpire came in too. So, not really sure what they what they really ruled on that. Um, you know, Pittsburgh flinched. I guess it was ruled that they weren't in the neutral zone when they flinched, or maybe they said we caused them to flinch, you know, so I'm, I'm not really sure exactly how that, um, what the final ruling was on that. Okay. Well, I'll double check on that with them, with maybe um, the lead, you know, just if they're, whatever they adjusted there. And I was, um, I was curious just on, on the run defense. Um, every game is, every game is different. I mean, it, it looked like you guys were in a lot of, maybe dime and, and seven, even seven defensive backs at times in this game. Um, and there were some runs against you in that. But just in general, when you look at the, the run defense, is this as simple as fundamentals and just technique? And, and with better technique, the results will improve? Or are you seeing something else that is maybe a common thread over the last couple of weeks as to 
maybe why the opponents have been able to ring up some of these rushing yards. Well, we always try to play with good fundamentals and techniques, so that'll never change. Um, what we do schematically will depend on the game plan and what our opponent does and what we're trying to stop and so forth. So, but fundamentally, we always try to play with good fundamentals and techniques. The um, the, the um, rushing play by Ridley there after the great play you guys made on the punt. Um, was that a case of multiple breakdowns there, um, you know, that led to that sort of opening for him, uh, for Ridley, on that one run? Oh, yeah, there was, there was a couple things that could have been better. Um, we could have coached it better. We could have played it better. Yeah, wasn't a good play. Uh, next question will be Doug Kite, followed by Phil Terry. Hi, Bill. You guys had a, I think it was a fourth and one situation late in the third quarter. Was there any consideration in, in going for that instead of kicking the field goal near the goal line? Uh, are you talking about the false, the play where we had the false start? The play where you, you had the false start on the on the field goal, but right before you had the false start, was there any consideration of going for it on fourth and one? Yeah, no, we put the field goal team in there. Okay, and just one other follow up on the on the run defense. Um, is there any, I guess, particular reason why Danny Shelton has been a, a healthy scratch over the last three weeks? It's not about any individual player. <clears throat> it's about each week we're allowed to activate 46 of our 53-man rosters players to play. And so that's what we do. And we activate those players based on um, the particular opponent game that we're playing. Uh, obviously, a player could potentially not be activated because of injury. Um, but regardless, there are always some players um, – Almost always, I would say there are some players that are good playing the game, but you can't take all of them because you can only take 46. So we take the 46 players that we think will give us the best opportunity to win that particular week. Okay, thanks. The last question will be filled. Yeah. Uh, two more questions. Terry, <laughs> followed by Andrew Callahan. Thanks, Stacey. Bill, not trying to get too philosophical here, but I'm curious, we heard you use the term mental toughness quite a bit over the years, and I'm wondering if that's something that can be improved through practice or has to be maintained through practice, or, you know, in, in other words, is, is mental toughness sort of an innate quality, or is that something that, that you can work on? Uh, no, I think we all need to work on it all the time. How would you, I guess, characterize this year's mental toughness, then, Bill? Or this year's group's mental toughness? It's a tough group of players. Um, like anything, like every year, there's always room for improvement. And 
And that's the way it is every year. We always try to perform at our best in every area, whether that's mental toughness, situation, football, um, running game, passing game, you know what I mean, kicking, you name it. I mean, we always try to perform at our best. And um, being physically and mentally tough is, is a big part of this game. So we, we always try to do our best at that. And there's always room for improvement. Thanks, Bill. Um, you're welcome. Great. Thanks, Mike. Sorry about that. Um, Bill, from a, a big picture standpoint, I'm curious if you had any thoughts just as the league has evolved. Is run defense less of a necessity um, considering the league now is passing at a higher rate than ever before in terms of you know your priorities in order to win? You have to do X, Y, and Z. Is run defense lower on that list than it might have been 10, 15, 20 years ago? Well, I think the National Football League has always been a passing league. Um, but the running game is very important. I mean, look, each week you try to defend whatever the offense your opponents do, running game and passing game, situational football, third down red area and everything else. So what you do is a function of what they do, and that's really more of a week-to-week -week thing for us. So whether the league trends are or aren't, I don't really know that it matters. What matters is who you're playing and what you have to do in order to be competitive against that opponent. That's the way I look at it. It doesn't really matter what the whole league does. Whoever you play that week, that's that's what you better be ready to deal with. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome.